This is the AOS Career Podcast, part of the Bonebeat Orthopedic Podcast channel. This series features conversations on professional development and growth opportunities within the field of musculoskeletal healthcare. I'm your host, Daniel Cognetti. Thanks for tuning in to the April 2023 episode. I'm honored to continue facilitating these conversations. Now with our previous co-host, Liana Tedesco, moving on to the Joust Unplugged podcast. The interview you're about to hear was recorded just days before match day. It dives into how medical students and orthopedic residents can shine during rotations. And if you didn't already know, AOS will be offering a medical student membership starting this fall of 2023. You can learn more about this and other member offerings, such as the upcoming fireside chat on the fellowship application process from the links in the show notes. We're live at the annual meeting and we're actually sitting right next to the Ortho Dome in the podcast booth. We're pleased to be joined by two guests today, Dr. Jacob Triplett, a Mayo-trained shoulder and elbow surgeon now at Indiana University, and Dr. David Johnson, a joint arthroplasty surgeon with fellowship training at Florida Orthopedic Institute, who remained there after fellowship. Welcome to the podcast today, guys. Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us. So we have both you guys on because you obviously saw a gap in the level of education that med students were receiving when you were residents, both at Ohio University. Can you tell us a little bit about what you saw and what you did to kind of combat it? From our perspective, when Dave and I were both residents, we realized that there was a gap in the educational resources that allow medical students who are trying to match into specific subspecialty, particularly orthopedics. There was a lack of knowledge there of what exactly they need to know. So there's plenty of very valuable resources in the sense of OrthoBullets and Millers, and those resources are fantastic, but they're much more in-depth. There's a lot of information there. And as a medical student, it's hard to necessarily decipher through that amount of information. What do I actually have to know at the level at which I'm at? And from that, Dave and I essentially thought we would create a resource that helps that individual match into the subspecialty of their choice. So if they were on their rotation and they went in with a surgeon who was doing an ACL and then maybe a rotator cuff repair. What questions is that attending likely going to ask me during that case? What is it that I need to know rather than reading the 26 pages that are in Miller or whatever it may be? You know, what questions am I most likely to get asked and what is the correct answer? And we've essentially sifted through all that information and condensed it down into a very usable, easy resource. So that's where Pocket Pimped was born out of. When did you guys actually create the resource? Did you make it when you were residents? Did you do it afterwards? So we started working on it when we were both interns. Jake and I were actually were neighbors in Ohio, and that kind of allowed us to work on it at night over the weekend. And we basically just created something that we wish we had. And as you go through your rotation, do you realize that the same questions are asked every time? You know, if you go into an ACL, you're going to get the same eight or 10 questions. And they may not be the most clinically relevant, but they're always asked of medical students. And that's how people judge your knowledge and judge your success in rotations. That's becoming more and more important in the matching process. Made a resource that we wish we had. We'll get to the preparation part because I want to get your guys' opinions on how residents and med students should prepare for rotations. But in terms of making Pocket Pimp a resource, what were your next steps? Like you have your notes you have a bunch of papers in a folder or something. How do you get to the point where you make a resource out of it? The first step is essentially just start moving forward, making progress. We didn't have any clear guidance or knowledge on how to go about making a book or otherwise. We talked about several options where we thought the resource was lacking. So we talked about the idea of doing a podcast and we talked about other resources too. But ultimately, we ended up that we thought a book would be the most utilitarian resource for medical students. And we have no prior publishing experience that we've talked to publishing companies 
And to be honest with you, we just realized the amount of cost that would be, we just figured we'd do it ourselves. So we just buried our heels in and figured it out. And it was a trial and error. And we made some mistakes in the book publishing process. But all in all, I would say the biggest thing is if you have any idea in which you feel you could contribute to a gap that's missing, just start moving forward. Make first step and it'll figure itself out. Right. And to your point, we toyed with the idea for a while of how we wanted it to look and what it was going to include and how long it was going to be. And then we just kept moving forward one goal at a time and figure out the next feat when you get there and just keep pushing forward and eventually end up with a great product. Super cool story. Now, let's get to med students preparing for rotations. We have a fair number of med students who listen to the podcast. Obviously, the book is a helpful way to be able to answer questions. What other things should people be doing or thinking about? Are there any other gaps that you guys think about that maybe you can lend some insight to? I think one thing we have to consider, particularly in the transitioning world of the boards becoming a pass-fail model, I think there's a growing emphasis on rotation performance. So I think that's becoming increasingly important. And the medical student's ability to shine professionally and be knowledgeable on that rotation goes a long way. So our book is only a small piece of that puzzle. We try to help in the knowledge aspect of shining on the rotation, but there's so many other aspects to it. Being professional, not being on your phone, always being available, being on time, staying no matter what. So I think it's just this relentless display of commitment when you're on the rotation that you have the right attitude. You're always willing to help. If you don't know the answer, that's fine, but you're going to look it up. And if you get asked the same question tomorrow, you'll have the answer. So I think there's so many components to it, but I think the biggest thing is be professional, be courteous, be helpful. And another component to that is be knowledgeable. There are expectations. You should have to know your anatomy. You're expected to know classification systems, et cetera. If you put all that together, I think you will shine on your rotation And like I said, with the performance becoming increasingly important on the match process, I think you do that all together, you have a very high likelihood of matching. Great. Dr. Johnson, any points you want to add? No, I think Jake hit on all the the major ones. It's knowing what's expected of you. And like you said, knowing the anatomy, knowing classifications, there's certain things that are expected of you. You're not expected to know how to do the whole operation or know all the pathophysiology, but there's certain things that as a medical student, you should know to show that you've put in time, you've prepared, you've studied. And then as far as just performance on rotations, being helpful, looking ahead, grabbing supplies and being personable and being yourself, I think is a big part of it because ultimately these are the people that you're going to spend five years with. So being able to get along and truly become friends uh, is a big part of it. Awesome. Let's move to resident rotations because I feel like this is a little bit of a gap is like, how should residents be preparing for rotations? We maybe have an expectation meeting at the beginning of rotations. Maybe sometimes people have a mid-rotation evaluation. Do you see any gaps within residency itself in terms of preparation for rotations or maybe a role for pocket pimped in residency? I think as a resident preparing for your rotation, there's a lot of factors that go into it. And, and part of that is the physician you're going to be working with What is their specialty? What is it they do in that process? But I think as a whole, there's so many resources available to the resident that are extremely valuable. And I think from a resident perspective, now I would say our book in particular is designed primarily for the medical student trying to match into orthopedics and probably the junior resident. I think once you start getting to senior resident level, other resources become increasingly important than our book. 
And part of that process is too with the growing video libraries that are out there in particular. I know there's several very good resources out there that have video libraries, but knowing what resources to utilize, I think in the resin perspective is primarily OrthoBullets, Miller's, and video libraries. And I know the Academy is launching Rock, and I know that's becoming increasingly popular as well as a resource. So I do think there's a little bit of a difference in preparation as a medical student or a junior resident compared to the preparation as a senior level resident. And part of that process is, again, our book is content, knowledge, anatomy, classifications, what questions you're going to be asked. But when you get to the senior level, it's execution, dissection, surgical pearls and techniques. Our book obviously does not touch on that in any capacity. But So I do think there's certainly a difference. But I would say find whatever resource works best for you as an individual and stick with it. But be willing to explore all the resources until you find the answer you need to for preparation of case. But I think to your point too, Daniel, the conversation in two-way street between you and your attending going through rotations is so important. And it's obviously it differs between residencies, but having that expectation at the beginning of the rotation and then maybe halfway through, you know, how am I doing? What can I do better? And always looking for ways to better yourself is such an important part of it. Yeah. If you don't have that conversation, like at the beginning of a rotation, why am I not getting the knife? Why am I not getting involved in these surgeries? Well, you have to be the one to initiate that if your attendant didn't initiate that and say, these are my expectations for the rotation. This is what I want to get out of the rotation. So I think those are all really helpful points. One thing I'll add to that, I could tell you as a young attending, residency is a grind for sure, and it's exhausting in the process. But I could tell you, as soon as you're out of it, you wish you capitalized on every aspect of it. So I would say to those who are listening, who are residents, even though you're exhausted, maximize the learning opportunity one year in residency, because when you're out there on your own, it's a little different. I've heard from more than a few of my attendings that I'll never skip a case, but go to the clinics as well, too. People always want to skip out on clinic, but clinic can be some of your hardest days. Some of your toughest decisions are made in clinic. So it's something to not neglect either. After hitting on all that other stuff, let's talk a little bit about the annual meeting and your guys' experience. You're obviously early career surgeons and coming back to the annual meeting, I'm wondering what drew you to the meeting and what you're hoping to get out of the meeting. It's been a great week so far. We're halfway through the week now, and Jake and I both did our specialty days yesterday. That was a great opportunity for networking and seeing some of the most up-to-date research on different topics specific for me for joint arthroplasty. Uh, so the meeting's been excellent so far. And the other thing I would encourage uh, residents in particular to take advantage of, not only is this a great opportunity to, to have access to a lot of valuable knowledge, but from those who are considering doing a fellowship, it's a great networking opportunity. So to get out there in front of fellowship directors, et cetera, is a great opportunity. So definitely capitalize on it. As we close out, is there anything that you want to tell to the people listening, whether residents or medical students that you wish you had known now as an early career surgeon? That's a great question. I think looking back, it's putting in the time and making sure you're prepared and capitalizing on every educational opportunity that you have, because once you graduate residency and fellowship, it's all on you. I would say it very much depends on the level of education where you're at currently. So for the medical student, I would say just be relentless in your pursuit of making sure that your knowledge is sound before you get on your rotation. Have a strategy plan. And the strategy is relatively straightforward, right? Like we touched upon earlier, just make sure you have a good attitude, good work ethic, but make sure you're prepared because I think lack of preparation reflects poorly during a rotation. From the resident perspective, again, somewhat circling back to what we talked about, make sure you capitalize on every opportunity. So if there's a case that you haven't done before, go into that case and try to capitalize on that and learn everything you can. Become involved early in the academy because 
as you'll see later in the career development growth phase, being involved in professional organizations, whether it's the academy or even to some capacity being involved in the industry at some point, networking and being involved will really open those doors to you. So capitalize on every opportunity you have as a resident. All great tips. It's a pleasure having you both with us, Dr. Triplett, Dr. Johnson. Love learning about the history behind Pocket Pimped. And obviously it sounds like a great resource for medical students and maybe even junior residents. We appreciate you guys filling in the gaps and pushing the, the specialty forward and obviously being here at the AOS annual meeting. We're glad you enjoyed it. So thank you so much. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you for having us. Thank you for listening to this episode of the AOS Career Podcast, part of the Bone Beat Orthopedic Podcast channel with production and sound design by Mission Based Media. For more information on this topic and other conversations on professional development, please visit aos.org backslash the bone beat dash career.